African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the rights to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Good morning, welcome to another installment of African Dialogue where we look at the big subject matters and bring in experts to really unpack the big issues on the African continent. This is Channel Africa, The African Perspective. I'm your host, Benjamin Mushadama, and you're listening to us on the frequency 9625 kHz on the 31-meter band to Southern Africa. Thank you as well if you're joining us on our DSTV audio bouquet on Channel 802. Remember, you can also stream us live on www.channelafrica.co.za. Well, last week we heard the surprising news when it came to Kenya's elections. And we saw the Supreme Court in the country overturning the results of Kenyatta as president in last month's poll. It was a pausing moment. I think everyone was just like, what is happening here? So we'll be looking at that today, looking at the consequences of this decision by uh, the Supreme Court of Kenya and uh, the current uh, political status in the country. Now, Odinga was speaking to reporters in a short while ago and on the line we've got one of uh, our correspondents in Nairobi who was attending this particular uh, conference and uh, will give us an update on this particular issue. Uh, we know that uh, the, the issue was that the commission uh, has announced uh, the election to be on October uh, 17 and also Uhuru Kenyatta and Rela Odinga will be on the list along with the running mates. Uh, If you don't know the context of this issue, this comes as the Supreme Court in the country overturned the results of Kenyatta's president in last month's poll. Odinga deemed this decision as the first one in history of uh, Africa's democratization. Now James Simanula joins us on the line. Uh, He's Channel Africa's Nairobi correspondent. James, thank you for giving us your time. Now, uh, you gave us this update on um, uh, this latest press conference that was held by Rayla Odinga announcing the fact that uh, October 17 is problematic. Uh, Give us what he highlighted were the reasons uh, for uh, the October 17 date being problematic uh, for uh, his party. First of all, um, you have to monitor me because you are breaking as you come on the air. However, if you find any problem, let me know immediately. You are very but clear from my side, no uh, James. Sure. All right. What Raila Odinga said, if I can steal your word a while ago at a presser here in Nairobi, is that the date announced by the Electoral Commission, that is the 17th of this month, is too early and that uh, his side has not met the Electoral Commission to agree on that date together with the stakeholders because he says why the rush and that the date is uh, taken from the Ministry of Education Minister who had announced earlier that due to the end term examinations taking place in Kenya he would rather have the 17th of next month as election day and then 
the exams will follow later. So Odinga was telling the journalists that why should the Electoral Commission take the date given by the Ministry to be official date? Another point, in order for the date to be official, it has to be gazetted. It has not. A meeting called by, by Odinga to meet the Electoral Commission aborted the last minute. So all Odinga is saying in a nutshell is that the Supreme Court, which you referred to to our listeners earlier, that nullified Nyata's election, had made it clear that within 60 days, 60 days, mm. and on the 1st of, rather, 60 days, mm. Mm. meaning the elections have to be, have to be held the, on the first day, I mean on Tuesday of November. And that is what Odinga is saying. Mm. Number two, he does not want the company that printed the ballot papers, which some he calls fake papers, to print the ballot papers again. That's what he said at a presser. And that you not take part, as you said rightly. Well, I want to also just come to this point, uh, James, of uh, the trust that people have for uh, the election commission after this decision from uh, the Supreme Court. I'm sure a lot of questions are actually asked or were asked at this particular uh, presser uh, on the Supreme Court and the election uh, commission, especially on the issue of the trust and the integrity uh, of the electoral commission. Your thoughts on that? What was actually actually spoken about at this gathering about the commission itself? Odinga made it clear that he has already given the names of the people that are supposed to be fired or they're supposed to resign immediately because they were cited in the judgment that made by the Supreme Court. They were actually not cited through names, but they said IT official, blah, 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 so and so, who manned this, and so on. And then he says that there were irregularities and illegalities that those people that worked for the commission committed, they have to be fired or arrested or investigated to face criminal charges. And once that is done, the Supreme Court judgment can be used to prosecute them. So he's only trying to look for a way of making the elections clean when they come to be held, rather than the mistakes that were made in the first instance, which prompted the uh, petition to be filed, mm-hmm. and which subsequently the Supreme Court was compelled to annul the election, should not be repeated. 
Well, James, stay with me on the line there. I want to uh, pick more of your thoughts uh, there on uh, the line before uh, we actually are joined by our other guest. Uh, but I'm, I, must, I must take another break. And uh, we're going to be joined by Siku Toro Tondi, who's uh, a political science and public administration expert at the University of Nairobi. You are listening to Channel Africa. We're giving you the latest on uh, Kenya's electoral situation. And it seems like things are seeming more complex here with Rayla Odinga questioning the October 17 date. Hi, my name is Ray Chikapa Piri. Moana just now Piri. All I can wish you is that please listen to Channel Africa, but much more be safe. This is Channel Africa, South Africa's international radio station on shortwave, internet and satellite. Listen to Channel Africa in English, Kiswahili, French, Silozi, Portuguese and Chinyanja. Nam, kwenye line ya simu, hivi sasa najiunga moja kwa moja. Farafina. Farafina. Terre de soleil. Está na companhia do serviço em língua portuguesa do canal África, a voz de renascença africana que transmite a partir dos seus estudos centrais de Auckland Park, cidade de Johannesburg, África do Sul. Sochitika, mu África! Informing the world about Africa, Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. Well, today we're looking at the burning issue on the African continent, the Kenyan elections. Well, also what's complicated about the situation is that analysts believe that a decision by Kenya's top court to invalidate the um, August 8 election victory by President Uhuru Kenyatta and order a new vote could positively reverberate across Africa and even beyond the Kenya surprise court ruling last Friday as I mentioned, came after a long-time opposition candidate, Relo Dinga, was alleging that last month's vote was manipulated. He challenged the results despite intense pressure from business leaders and others to concede defeat and let the country resume normal life. Well, let's hear this uh, interesting conversation between my colleague uh, Dantla Matlang and Peter Alingo, uh, who is the senior researcher at the Institute for Security Studies in Kenya. Uh, one is uh, the ability of the judiciary to assert its independence, and uh, two, the ability of the judiciary to protect and safeguard and uh, interpret the Constitution. Uh, those are the two great things that uh, this decision says about the judiciary. And with the uh, courts ruling that, you know, elections should be held within the next 60 days, in your view, do you think the Electoral Commission is well equipped to handle fresh elections? Uh, It's quite a short time indeed, uh, but uh, that is uh, the time that the Constitution allows. So it means that the Electoral Commission has to do everything possible to ensure that this is done within the constitutional uh, provided time frame of 60 days. There is no other choice. It has to just happen within the 60 days. So they must, uh, as of necessity, uh, begin early and do everything with speed 
to ensure that they meet the constitutional timeline. Otherwise, they would get the country into a constitutional crisis. Just the fact that, you know, the court has ruled that, you know, fresh elections take place. What does it say about, you know, the pronouncements by some observers who declared that the August 8 elections were free and fair? I think uh, the thing about the observers uh, was that they only released their interim assessment, interim reports. Uh, these were mainly speaking to the processes that they were exposed to on the election day on 8th of August. And that was uh, primarily the opening of the polling stations uh, to the closing and to the beginning of uh, counting. And therefore, they did not uh, confine their reports to the uh, totality of the counting and the processes after the counting. And many of them did uh, say that clearly in their reports, that they were only speaking to the processes that they were exposed to, and uh, they uh, knew very well that uh, this was still incomplete. And therefore, in their joint statement, uh, the servers made it clear that they wanted the remainder of the processes, which they were not exposed to, to be done in accordance with the law and uh, with uh, total credibility and integrity. And therefore, we need to look at their reports and assessments in the context of that. That one, these elections were, was partly manual and partly electronic, particularly in relation to the transmission of results. And then many of those observers did indicate very clearly that they did not have that technical capacity to effectively observe the electronic components of the elections, uh, namely the transmission of results. And therefore, they said, when controversies started to arise out of the transmission of results, many of them said that they did not have the capacity and they they were also not investigators to be able to speak to the electronic components of uh, the elections. And that is uh, exactly how... Well, that is the voice of uh, Peter Alingo there, who's a senior researcher at the Institute of Security Studies in Kenya, on the line from Nairobi, speaking to Ntlantla Masangu. Uh, well, I need to also uh, move on and see if we can also get our other guest uh, on the line, Sekutoria Tondi, on the line, who is uh, a political science and administration expert uh, from the University of Nairobi. Seku, thank you for giving me your time. I know that we've been struggling with the lines this side, but uh, what are your thoughts on uh, this uh, issue of uh, uh, the delay of elections in uh, Kenya. What does it do to the uh, uh, political s- setup and the political space in, uh, uh, in in your country? Okay, thank you for having me. I mean, I think you're talking about the delay of the process, right? Yes, that's what I've, I was asking you. Because uh, this morning, I think uh, the opposition leader just said that uh, the 17th uh, October deadline is not uh, the right kind of date. And mm. I think I'll concur with him on the basis that, uh, I mean, uh, the, the, the election was basically marred with irregularities and illegalities. And I think it takes time, for example, to try and clean up the IBC. So I think setting up a date like 17th of October in any way I don't think is adequate. So I think the earliest that the election should have been held is probably November 1st.
uh, which is actually the deadline for the 60 days set, set up by the, which was the, which is constitutionally mandated and uh, was uh, was set up in, in by the Supreme Court and uh, called out by the Supreme Court. Saku, what's also interesting is the mandate of the Electoral Commission. Um, Can you give us a a little bit of an update on the trust of the Election Commission has been mired and tainted by the Supreme Court decision. What needs to be done to ensure that the integrity of uh, the Electoral Commission is restored? Because right now, even Raila Odinga's uh, group and other opposition parties are questioning that, that integrity. Yeah, I think uh, basically, if you look at uh, towards the August 8th election, if you if somebody was keen to look at the IBC, then someone would have seen that it was divided. There's the secretariat and there's the commissioners, so we could see this subtle kind of uh, divide between the two, the commissioners and the secretariat. The secretariat is charged with undertaking the logistics, and I think. Uh, after the August 8th election, I don't think the IDC is in a condition to conduct elections because basically the things that they presided over is uh, criminal offenses, uh, actually, which will be prosecuted in court. And we've seen some of the uh, private citizens, citizens running to the high court immediately the announcement was made to try and uh, make sure that these individuals don't uh, run the next election. So I think there's a lot that needs to be done by the IDC before they can tell us that they're ready to conduct an election. Having said that, I think if you look at the IBC, the commissioners, getting rid of the commissioners right now is not an, I mean, it's not a walk in the park because they're protected by the constitution. So I think whatever might have to be done is a compromise between the opposition party, parties and the ruling party to come up with a compromise uh, kind of uh, agreement, like kind of uh, a local agreement between the two, between the political players key political players to ensure that the elections are conducted earliest say in November or, or November 1st. Mm. Thank you. Well, also, just uh, to before I let you go, is the issue of uh, uh, Kenyatta's criticism of the courts versus also uh, Rayla Odinga's uh, uh, criticism of uh, uh, the, electoral, the Electoral Commission. It seems there's a contestation here of uh, public state functions here in terms of the views coming from these two figures themselves. What does it do to further polarize uh, the uh, political situation on, on the ground, Siku? Uh, thank you. I think if you look at, uh, I think uh, I'll more so, uh, this is more so, Uhuru Kenyatta's uh, uh, take on how he has handled himself when the election, I mean, when the Supreme Court announcement was made. Because I think the heat, we should not, we should not focus the heat, say, on the, I mean, on the Supreme Court, but we should have focused the heat on the Independent Electoral and the Boundaries Commission, which actually made his uh, win to be nullified. So I think that's where the heat should be. So I think uh, President Uru is uh, coming out to be playing kind of a divisive kind of politics. I think as far as Mr. Ding, I think uh, generally, I don't think if, if, if somebody stole your uh, election, if somebody stole your item, and then you go to court and it's found is guilty, then you'll want him to decide over the same election. So I think for Mr. Odinga, I think it's quite justified for him to try and uh, say that uh, we need a, a kind of a new, a clean-up of the independent electoral boundaries commission. And in that particular case, I think removing the commission is a hard thing. So I think, like I said, they need to sit down amongst the key political players and try to see if they can come up with a compromise on how to run uh, or, or who, who conducts the elections and 
in a, in a, in whatever time they are not. But I suggest that the earliest time that uh, it should be the, late, the earliest that it should be undertaken is uh, probably November first. Well, I just want to get your thoughts, Siku, on what's happening on the ground in terms of view from ordinary people, because we know that uh, from these uh, differences and uh, due to uh, the uh, previous uh, civil strife that we've seen after elections in your country, things can become tense uh, in Kenya. What's happening currently right now? Is it a tense uh, societal space or are people getting uh, to business as usual? Uh, so far, I think uh, it's kind of uh, a fitful kind of, uh, I think, uh, reaction among the citizens. Because uh, basically, in, uh, the people are quiet, are calm, but you know, the presence of calmness or the presence of peace doesn't necessarily mean that the tensions are gone. Because tensions are basically there, I mean, uh, within the strongholds of these two contending, two leading political players, Mr. Dinda and Mr. Kenyatta. So I think... That's why it is, but I think we are still at the early stages, and I see. I think it's still a bit calm. But when the political temperature starts, I mean, the political campaign starts picking up, then we might as well see tension. If only if Uhuru Kenyatta and Raila Odinga decide to go to a bare knuckle where they inflame ethnic uh, tension, then that will be a bad thing for the country, and I think it will undermine the positive. Uh, a positive thing that we've seen is coming out of the Supreme Court, which is, uh, I mean, uh, obeying the rule of law and uh, ensure obeying the constitutionalism of the country. So I think it all depends with the Raila Odinga and uh, Mr. President Kenyatta trying to make sure that they don't uh, ignite, uh, I mean, ethnic tensions during their campaign. Well, thank you so much for giving us your time. That's a Kuture Otingo who's giving us uh, his views there from the University of Nairobi, uh, joining us uh, from uh, Kenya, uh, giving us his insights, especially on uh, the latest uh, uh, that we've uh, received on uh, Rayla Odinga actually having a press uh, conference uh, uh, looking at uh, the fact that uh, uh, saying that he will not participate in uh, the proposed 17th of October uh, elections unless uh, they are given legal and constitutional uh, guarantees. So thank you so much uh, 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 for giving us your time there, Siku. We're going to take a quick break and then uh, when we come back, uh, uh, we'll see if uh, we can uh, get someone from Amnesty International and see if we can get uh, their thoughts uh, uh, to actually unpack uh, this very serious moment that we're finding ourselves when it comes to uh, Kenyan elections. It's 11.34 Central African time. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back. They are preliminary statements uh, should be seen and considered. And uh, the court is simply saying that, look, the process... Good news for listeners in America. You can now listen to Channel Africa by phoning 605-47-1711. So, if you're a Channel Africa listener in America, simply dial... 605-47-1711 Channel Africa, giving you the African perspective. Hello and welcome to Channel Africa, the African perspective. We broadcast from Johannesburg in South Africa And our main aim is to provide you with news, views, knowledge and entertainment from Africa to Africans. 
and listeners from around the world. Reporting for Channel Africa in Harare, Zimbabwe, this is Simon Muchemwa. Reporting for Channel Africa, I am Diana Wanyonyi in Mombasa. For Channel Africa, I am Kumbara Munjarere in Johannesburg. Channel Africa, Kinshasa, Jean-Noël Bamweze. Reporting for Channel Africa from Zambia, I am Hilda Kekelwa. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. This is Channel Africa, South Africa's official international public radio station on shortwave, internet and satellite. From an African perspective. Guess what? You can now listen to Channel Africa using Silozi, Chinyanja, Kiswahili, Portuguese, French and English, giving you an African perspective. Hi, my name is Tandalunye Nzovo and you are listening to Channel Africa. We love Channel Africa from an African perspective. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. Game is a program dedicated to SMEs and entrepreneurs on the African continent. Welcome to Change Your Game on Channel Africa, the African perspective. We're coming to you from Johannesburg, South Africa. It is a weekly entrepreneurial program that targets entrepreneurs, especially young entrepreneurs on the African continent. Before we even, you know, talk about the journey, please tell me what an entrepreneurologist is. <laughs> well, that's a question that I get um, everywhere I go. Catches every Friday at 1000 hours Central African time and Saturday at 1300 hours Central African time. Change your game, empowering the next generation of outstanding African entrepreneurs. Well, you are listening to Channel Africa, where we're giving you insight on uh, this uh, a big subject matter today. We're looking at the uh, Kenya election situation. Well, earlier on, we started the conversation, getting the latest from our correspondent, James uh, Shimanyula, who was uh, really looking at uh, the issues of uh, how, actually, Rayla Odinga had a presser today, a big moment here, saying that uh, he will not participate uh, in the 17th of uh, October election which is the proposed date uh, by the Election Commission unless uh, the Election Commission is given legal and constitutional guarantees to actually put this date forward. And Odinga was speaking uh, to reporters a short while ago. Uh, but what is also interesting is to look at uh, the uh, consequences in this. I mean, President Uhuru Kenyatta and Relo Odinga, his principal political opponents, have already started uh, vigorous campaigns in various parts of the country uh, to persuade electoral electorate to vote for them in, in fresh presidential elections uh, to be held at a date to be announced by the Electoral Commission. It's still under contestation, that particular issue. The campaigns come at a time when the uh, country's magistrates and judges association have expressed its anger at President Uhuru Kenyatta's description of six Supreme Court judges as crooks. The degrading and uh, uh, descriptions followed the nullification of uh, Kenyatta's re-elections by the judges. 
judges. Now, let's listen to James Simanula's report looking at the political landscape right now because of uh, this uh, electorate uh, election uh, stifling uh, because of uh, uh, this uh, decision from the Supreme Court. Even before Kenya's Electoral Commission announces a date for fresh presidential election, President Uhuru Kenyatta and the veteran opposition leader Raila Odinga have hit the campaign trail to woo voters. The Electoral Commission has not announced a date for the election, apparently waiting to read the Supreme Court's verdict that nullified the re-election. The verdict sharply criticized the Commission for allowing illegalities and malpractices to occur in the election. The repeat of the election has riled Uhuru Kenyatta, who directed his anger at David Maraga, the chief judge of the Supreme Court. Maraga, don't interfere. And don't think that because our friends shout and we keep quiet, that we are scared of you. No, we are not. We are not. You've done your ruling, we have respected it. Let IABC do their job. Let them declare the date and write our letters meet at the ballot. We are not bothered with court. We don't care. We have nothing to hide. All we want is for the will of the people to prevail. As if Kenyatta's verbal attack on Kenya's chief judge was not enough, Deputy President William Ruto downgraded the supremacy of the Supreme Court. We want to know whether who is supreme. Is it the supreme verdict of the Supreme Court or the supreme will of the people of Kenya. With the barrages of verbal attacks unleashed against Chief Judge David Maraga without adducing concrete evidence adding Duale, the majority leader in Kenya parliament and the number three strongman in the country's ruling hierarchy accused the Supreme Court's Chief Judge of plotting to place Raila Odinga in the presidential post. We knew that plan. There was a deliberate plan strategy to install Raila Odinga as the president of the Republic of Kenya by the judiciary. And it was finalized by none other than the Chief Justice. Although Chief Judge Maraga has not responded to the verbal attacks made against him by Kenyatta and Ruto, the Secretary General of the Kenya Magistrates and Judges Association, Brian Haemba, has done so, bringing to light the Kswahili word wakora, meaning crooks, which Kenyatta used to characterize the six members of the Kenya Supreme Court. The president of this country referred to the president of the Supreme Court and the other judges as wakora. He asked the political class to desist from personal profiling of judicial officers who are engaged in their constitutionally ordained duties. And uh, Kuru Akwot, a losing presidential candidate and one of Kenyan lawyers, who in 2010 played a pivotal part in preparing the country's current constitution, argues that the vicious verbal attack that President Kenyatta leveled against the Supreme Court has virtually diminished his integrity and leadership status. For a person who is currently president and seeking to be re-elected again as president, this is unbelievable and unacceptable. It shows his disrespect for other organs of the state and the judiciary in particular, but even more so disrespect for the people of Kenya because both the judiciary and the executive derive their authority from the people of Kenya. That was a court a losing presidential candidate in Kenya. Reporting for Channel Africa, this is James Shimanyula. 
Well, we are looking at that complex situation today here on the Channel Africa on uh, uh, the Kenyan elections. And it seems like there's still a lot to be following in the next uh, few months on uh, these elections indeed. But remember, want to hear your thoughts. want to hear what you think about this particular situation. So do uh, stay in touch with us on our various platforms. At Channel Africa, one is our Twitter handle or at African Dialogue. That's another uh, handle that is more located to this particular show that's at african dialogue uh, be part of the channel africa family as well on uh, facebook we've got a facebook page simply titled channel africa well i'm sure we'll get more updates during the day from our different services here looking at that uh, a kenyan election situation i think the dynamic of rayla odinga questioning the october 17 date is one that actually uh, is going to stifle a lot of issues especially it's going to actually deepen the questions around uh, the election commission.